0: You're listening to Something Else, an original podcast story created by me, Cooley. Audio Adventures in Indigenous Futurism. (laughs) Episode 3, Strawberry Moon. soften, her toes twitching, the rock of her ankle, friction like hot sand as waves flow one after another, washing her over, her hips rocking in rhythm, sensation fill her being hair standing on edge a storm is brewing she can taste the electricity on her tongue as another wave comes crashing and crashing intensifying she quakes and nearly trembles Sparks charging throughout her body. Another wave crashes. The eye of a storm approaches. She braces back arced. Her breath now shorter. And deeper. Synchronized with the tides. The crest swells pounding over and over, she's never felt more alive than she does in this moment, undulating now with the flow. There's no separation between her and the cosmos, surging (gasps) as a sweet, sweet surrender floods her being, soaking her feet, running past her thighs rushing throughout her spine like nectar sticky and wet she melts into the warm sand the sun basked upon her bare skin her sweated brow she is salt water all pain is washed away here. Thank you, thank you. And that was an excerpt from my book, Strawberry Moon. Hello, if anyone here from the press or the audience has any questions, Mrs. Rose will field those now.
1: Yeah, in your book. When, what do you mean when uh, you suggest that we pursue a relationship with the Earth, like, uh, "Should I leave my wife and marry a tree?":
0: Thank you for your question. This concept has been around since time immemorial. My book calls us back to an old truth, the truth that we are all deeply connected, inseparate to the Earth earth gives and sustains our lives and our part in this exchange is to be more than takers to also give back to not take advantage or take for granted then it becomes a relationship something we're deeply committed to just as i'm sure you're deeply committed to your wife (laughs) Yeah, excuse me i have a question Isn't this just a rebranding of eco-sexuality? What sets your message apart? What makes it new? My book has been around for five years now, so it is relatively new itself. This space that I have since opened is even newer, and I encourage you all to spend some time exploring here after the questions. To answer your question, though, uh, is no. This content is very old, ancient actually. This book in this space reclaims sexuality free from the constraints of colonialism, where they do their best. Our way came first. Colonization and the co opted term ecosexual came second. Harkin Rose, everyone. The tour is about to start. I'll remind you today, all of the proceeds directly support Mrs. Rose's scholarship program, which fully funds the education of a new generation of sexual health care and healing. This year, one of our graduates completes their Indigenous botany training. Um, Miss Miss Rose, may I ask about what that means, a new generation of sexual health care? Yes, of course. Thank you for asking. Though these ideas have been around before colonization, we do still live in a world where the scar of the patriarchy hasn't healed. Period poverty, reproductive rights, are some of the ways we can address that healing. Here at The Spot, we are committed to creating change. Our hope is to develop safe, affordable solutions. Imagine an effective herbal birth control without all the side effects. Some of these solutions already exist, like the Dell M, which allow women to support other women in being fully in control of their own menstruation. We offer the kits right here in the store, and also the workshops. Harkit exits the space before Willow even gets up out of her chair. Willow is quite young-looking, with unkempt, mousy-brown hair falling at her shoulders. Her eyes are darting around nervously, scanning the space. As she quietly walks in her oversized, faded, earthen-tone clothing, she almost looks like her outfit is swallowing her up, like she's kind of shrunken within herself, or hiding. She makes her way over to the clipboard. They're offering a tour and a free workshop tomorrow. She signs up and hurriedly leaves. It's a beautiful fall morning. Willow enters the store. Today she has on an outfit almost identical to the one from yesterday in the way that it's quite unremarkable and faded. She tucks a strand of hair behind her ear as she starts to peruse the aisles. Vegan condoms? What are these? Oh, vegan condoms. The cosmic tongue? Oh, look at this. Marvin would never let me have one of these at home. I bet he'd find it too. (sighs) He says a good woman's greatest pleasure is in pleasing others. Willow puts the toy down and continues to stroll, stopping when she notices clothing and t shirts and begins to thumb through the selection. She's holding a shirt. It has an illustration of an old style feminine wash device with a red crossed out circle around it. (laughs) No douches allowed. Marvin would hate that shirt. (laughs) Another shirt says, we love our pubes. Her laughter has now caught the attention of one of the staff members. They walk over. Carmine is a young university student, an Afro-Indigenous person, and proudly declared sapiosexual. Hi. Is there anything you had questions or were curious about? Oh, I'm good. For sure. Well, I'll be over there in the lending library if you want to come and explore. I spend most of my time there. Carmine walks back to the other side of the store. Willow waits until Carmine is out of sight and quietly begins to pick through the selection. There are books on polyamory, BIPOC Kink, Debunking Romance. myths. She picks up a book called Decolonized Yo Kitty and all kinds of things that Willow has never really heard of. She can feel her face start to flush as she finds the erotic audiobook section.
1: Hello, doll. How are you?
0: Willow turns around to see Cedar. Cedar who appears much wiser than Willow, stands smiling warmly. Cedar has big energy and a big smile that reminds
1: her of some of her aunties from back home. Hi, I'm Cedar. How cute are you? Look at that. You're blushing. That's so cute. Don't worry, I won't bite. This is a consent-only space. (laughs) Speaking of, we offer great workshops on it, as well as workshops like The Anatomy of Arousal, if you're interested. I'm a sex doula. I facilitate most of the workshops myself, you know. We host a weekly support group for sex workers like myself. That's what I get up to with my time when I'm not managing here. Willow
0: is now blushing from head to toe. She has so many burning questions and Cedar is so magnetic. She can't stop staring. She doesn't recall ever meeting someone so powerful and vibrant. It's contagious. And before she can stop herself, she blurts out, you're so beautiful. (laughs) Sparkly.
1: <laughs> You're very cute. I've always been a people person, but this place it polished me. It made me sparkle. That's my secret.
0: Can can I ask how? Or what?
1: Have you heard about ambrosia?
0: Willow had read about it in a news article. Harkin's gem of the spot, which had generated even more buzz than her book. It was a fully immersive experience for mind, body, and soul. She was deeply curious, and if we're being honest, it was the reason she attended Harkin's book reading in the first
1: place. It's wonderful. I can't recommend it enough. Revolutionary. Revolutionary. And you know, Harkin and I are leading the revolution. Here's a cute little zine that Carmine made, if you want a more technical explanation. You know, we have a slot that opens today, if you want to book in. Cedar
0: passes Willow the zine and rushes off. Willow sits back in the library and begins to read traditional medicines and oils are used. The room and service are meant to emulate a womb. Oh. In Harkin's book, she describes the womb as the energetic space where the source of all power and creation lives. It says, This therapy reconnects us with that power. Oh, erotic hypnosis. And both internal and external pelvic floor massage are combined. The touch offered is deeply therapeutic and can help clear us of colonial shame. Misogynative, what's that? Oh, it says it's inspired from the work of black women in misogynoir to uniquely address where racism and sexism collide for indigenous (sighs) femme. This all sounds so powerful. It's what Harkin's book Strawberry Moon is about the mirroring between the earth and the womb and how connection and relationship. And returning to that is this powerful source for all of this healing and transformation. I mean, that's why I'm here, right? Because this book changed me. And now I can't go back to the person I was. I mean, it's my birthday soon. It could be a gift to myself. Nobody will know. Willow walks over to the counter where Cedar is standing, smiling. Uh, I'd like to book the appointment, please.
1: You're going to love it. We can get you in in the next 15 minutes. The appointment is two hours long. Fill this out, please.
0: Cedar passes the screen. As it reads in big, bold, red letters, warning, extreme pleasure ahead, Willow feels a chill crawl up the back of her legs. She recalls a chapter from Harkin's book about pleasure. It talks about this radical idea of taking back our own pleasure by directing our attention to the things that give us pleasure. Things like a certain smell, a sound, touch, food, The book suggests keeping a pleasure journal which Willow did not for fear Marvin would discover it. She closes her eyes now and thinks about the things that give her pleasure. Juicy mango on her lips the smell of sweet grass back home fresh clean bed sheets on her skin melting cheese Her toes curl and she opens her eyes again, now smiling. She fills out the forms and returns them to Cedar in perfect time.
1: I'm so happy you made this choice for yourself. The practitioner's ready. It's time. You're going to come out a new person. You'll see. There's so much potential for all kinds of things to be born in this place. Follow me, it's right over here.
0: Willow walks over, vividly aware of each step and how heavy her feet feel. The excitement is something she feels she can reach out and grab from the air. It is so visceral and alive. The door slides open, it's a brilliant hue of purple and pink beautiful bouquet of aroma fills the air the walls are pulsing and there's waves of light reflecting across the room the hair on her back stands at edge as she takes a deep breath and enters the door closing behind her Original universe creation, composition, and production by Cooley Ross. Original theme and score by Real8. These podcasts in the Something Else universe were brought to you by CFUV. Support Indigenous Arts. I can be contacted via Instagram at the underscore r dot a dot p underscore. Director's notes come next. Thank you for listening. I hope everybody enjoyed that story as much as I deeply enjoyed creating it. This story definitely came a knocking to me in a dream one night. Not the entire story, but the idea behind Ambrosia as a transformative healing service. Um, It was a very powerful dream and I just needed to bring that into this process and put those ideas forward that um, we could have this type of a service and it could be so normalized and how that would be so profound for shame and for society and it would be just like walking into a massage therapist and getting a massage or an acupuncture treatment and um yeah so really hope that that has people thinking and um yeah i would would love to have that done one day (laughs) Um, the dream was really great. It was super amazing and powerful. And so I hopefully I took you there in dream space. And uh, yeah, to get personal for a moment, um, the dream came to me at a time during my own deep healing. And so I wanted this episode to really center around um, femme-based shame and liberation and healing and what that would look like in an indigenous centered way. And so this book, Strawberry Moon, what a beautiful book it would be. And maybe I will (laughs) write it one day. Um, I am a bit of a writer and, uh, some of the ideas in it of, um, what if our society centered around relationships and how to live, relationally or treating our the natural world like extending externally and internally treating ourselves how we treat our lovers and how to cultivate good love indigenous love and so yeah this main character willow i feel like maybe she even represents um a more, uh, like shame-filled version of myself, um, and maybe my own struggles around these kinds of things, and my own growth, and uh, and so yeah, the characters in this book, I think some of they they some of them or all of them they do represent those chapters in my own, um, journey, or my ongoing journey. And maybe as a listener, you noticed that all of the characters had red names, um, like Willow and Carmine. And, um, that's definitely an ode to the title, Strawberry Moon, and a bigger ode to an older tradition of the Moon Lodge. Um, and so... I tried to really imagine taking from the past and reimagining a future where indigenous sexuality was pioneering, I hate that word, (laughs) but it was leading the way and it was, you know, leading this revolution of shame-free, liberated, connected bodies and um just how much that makes me smile and puts such a big smile on my face and I hope it did with yours as well I also did my very best to keep this podcast even though it had some more body adult-based content to keep it radio-friendly so that was definitely an interesting um It was very challenging. We'll say it was very challenging to do, to work in the space around being indirect and pausing and um, did my best to work with what was unsaid. And that's kind of a deeply beautiful and very yin thing, a very divine feminine thing to do. And, um... Which brings me back to the Moon Lodge and Strawberry Moon. On a personal note, I am currently studying Chinese medicine. I'm also a hypnotherapist and just about a trauma-informed yoga teacher. And uh, the healing arts are deeply important to me. And I often ask myself what indigenous-centered care and spaces would look like and what would make my ancestors proud. And uh, so, yeah, at some point in my future, I do plan on bringing back um, Moon Lodge traditions in, in a way that I could do that, in a way that could exist in today's society. And so this whole story was kind of a bit of an ode to that as I'm also inseparably an artist (laughs) an artist who also loves the healing arts and so that's my dream for the not too distant future this story doesn't take place too far off from where our stories are playing out right now some of the products that I mentioned in this story already exist and can be found in BIPOC spaces that are leading the sexual shame free revolution as we speak and yeah it's just so necessary for our world and our healing and for myself so definitely bringing this story forward has been very potent and powerful and I hope That it was good medicine for you as it was beautiful medicine for me.